Yo, what is going on everyone? My name is Nick or The Notorious Fantasy and in today's video, we're going to be going in depth into my week number 11 quarterback start or sit decisions for the 2023 fantasy football season. But before we can go in depth through every single game from Thursday Night Football all the way until Monday Night Football, I would like to ask that if you guys are new to the channel and you do end up enjoying today's video, that you'll please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. And while you're down there, whether you are new to the channel or not, please make sure that you do leave a like on today's video. It would help me out ton if you want to follow me on twitter or x please do so at notorious fntsy so without further ado let's get into my week 11 quarterback start or sit decisions for the 2023 fantasy football season we begin with Thursday Night Football, the Cincinnati Bengals at the Baltimore Ravens. Now, in my opinion, this game has the ability to be one of the best primetime games of the year. I think this game does have the upside of being very high scoring. Joe Burrow has been a top seven quarterback in three straight weeks coming out of the bye. On paper, this matchup is tough up against the Baltimore Ravens. And last time these two teams went toe-to-toe -to -toe back in week two, Joe Burrow struggled in a big way. But this is a much different Bengals offense and a much different and healthier version of Joe Burrow. Because if you remembered back earlier on in the season, Joe Burrow did not look like himself one bit. Now, I wouldn't rank Joe Burrow super high due to the matchup up against the Ravens, but he is a guy that you most likely can't afford to sit, right? It's not like you're going to galaxy brain and start Jordan Love over Joe Burrow this week. So Joe Burrow should be on your team in the starting lineup, assuming you don't have like Joe Burrow and another great starting quarterback on your team. Lamar Jackson is also going to be a start for all of the praise I have given Lamar and for all of the praise that the media has given Lamar, he hasn't really been that good over the last three weeks. Now, the Baltimore Ravens offense as a whole has been on fire, but Lamar Jackson hasn't really been able to get the ball into the end zone because they are so effective at running the rock in the red zone. The Bengals defense doesn't look as good as they did a few weeks ago, so Lamar should be fine. I am hoping he gives us a nice top five performance here, but again, based upon how successful this team is in the red zone at running the rock with Gus Edwards, Keaton Mitchell, sometimes even Justice Hill. At this point in the season, it does feel like Lamar Jackson's upside is at least a little bit limited by that. Next up, we move to the Sunday slate with the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Cleveland Browns. Now, we just talked about how the Ravens versus the Bengals could be this tit-for-tat, high-scoring, rock'em-sock'em robots affair of two AFC North juggernauts fighting, right? Now, both of these teams in the AFC North are solid, but this game feels like an absolute fucking snooze fest. This feels like a very low scoring game one of the lowest Vegas totals on the week Kenny Pickett has only thrown two touchdowns in one game this season all of that preseason hype was a bunch of mumbo jumbo and it put the wool over our eyes into believing that Kenny Pickett was going to do something special this year now I'm not here to shit on Kenny Pickett and tell you he's absolutely garbage maybe as the years go on he can get better but as of right now, Kenny Pickett is just not worthy of starting in fantasy football, especially up against the Browns defense. Now, the Steelers could easily win this game, but it won't be because Kenny Pickett goes out there and throws two touchdowns 300 yards. It's going to be because Pickett maybe throws one touchdown, doesn't make any idiotic mistakes, and then maybe Najee and Jalen Warren score or... 
They end up getting like a pick six or a fumble six or something, and they win a very low-scoring game. Now, Deshaun Watson turned on another gear in the second half against the Ravens last week and was downright surgical. In the first half, it was like, geez, this might be, Watson might be finished, this, that, and the other thing. But in the second half, after returning from injury, the guy looked downright incredible. But now he plays in what I believe, like I've been saying, to be a low-scoring divisional game up against a great defense. Sit him down. But at least what we saw last week could be very promising for what might be a strong late-season push for the massage man, Deshaun Watson. Next up, we move to the Chicago, Chicago Bears at the Detroit Lions. Now, Jared Goff, I absolutely am enamored with this spot for Jared Goff up against the Bears. The Golfinata was firing on all cylinders against the Chargers in LA on Sunday with 333 yards and two touchdowns. Now, with how great the rushing attack is in Detroit, I think that does somewhat limit Goff's upside any given week. Because if Gibbs and Monty are so effective, is Goff really going to have that four-touchdown game where he drops his nuts on the defense? Now, obviously, you don't need Goff to throw for four fucking touchdowns every single game to have a great day. But in order for him to have that truly weak winning performance for you, I think that might be not very plausible as of right now. Not because Goff can't do it, but because of how strong the one-two punch of Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs are. Now, I will end my talk on, J on Jared Goff by saying that anything is possible up against the Bears defense, right? Jared Goff could start fucking flying in this matchup, and it wouldn't surprise me at all. Now, Justin Fields is a start, assuming that he plays. Jaquan Brisker, teammate of Justin Fields, stated that he believes yesterday that Fields will be back on Sunday, so that is very nice to hear. The Lions defense has felt like they have taken a nosedive as of recently, like Humpty Dumpty falling off the wall. I think there's very clear risk with starting Justin Fields this week coming off the injury, right? Anyone that tells you that Justin Fields is just this safety net, like wrapping a condom over your team, would be absolutely absolutely fucking insane and that risk that we talk about here with Fields is just not present at all with Jared Goff so if you had Goff and Justin Fields on the same team which is very plausible I would just go ahead and lean with Goff over him now Fields has been playing very up and down all season but on the sheer upside alone because we know now, with the rushing upside that he possesses with the weapons he has on the team, he could be a top three quarterback, especially because the Lions defense is kind of flopping around like a fish out of water as of recently. But we know the downside, right? And he could finish outside of the top 22, top 20 quarterbacks this week. But again, if he plays in a lot of scenarios, I would be willing to roll the dice, take that risk and play Justin Fields. If Tyson Bagent does end up starting, stay clear away from them. If you guys have enjoyed this far and you are new to the channel, hit that subscribe button down below. Whether you are new to the channel or not, please make sure that you smash that like button like it owes you money. It would help me out a ton. So next up, we got the LA Superchargers at the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau. Now, Justin Fields is a guy that I make fun of all of the time, right? There have been a bunch of games this season. Now, you can blame the defense, Brandon Staley, 
all you want, the injuries, but there have been a bunch of games this year where Justin Herbert has his back against the wall. He is the opportunity to take the game over, have that game-winning drive, and eat a W like his name is famous Jameis Winston, but he has failed to do it. And again, while I make fun of the clutch factor that everyone seems to just gargle on Herbert's balls for having, in fantasy football, that doesn't matter. Sure, would it help if he threw the game-winning touchdown in those four games? Of course it would. But he has still been a very reliable week-in and week-out lock and loaded top 12 option. The Packers pass D is all right, but this feels like another solid game for Herbert, assuming that Keenan Allen plays. Now, if Keenan Allen was to miss, I would still play Justin Herbert, but I would have to move him down the rankings. Last week against the Detroit Lions was one of the most fun games on the year, and Herbert really balled in this one, over 300 yards with four touchdowns and one INT. Again, he is still one of the better quarterbacks on the league, in the league, and he is a no-brainer start every single week. Now, Jordan Love is another guy that I love to make fun of. I know at the beginning of the season, a lot of people were like, holy fuck, the Packers did it again. They traded for Favre, they drafted Rodgers, and now they have another heir to the Iron Throne in Jordan Love because things were looking squeaky clean early on. No interceptions, no struggling. This was just straight-up dominance. Whips and chains, 50 Shades of Grey style. But then recently, he started to kind of have his demise. Now, again, while you can make fun of Jordan Love all you want, he's still probably going to be a top... 14 top 18 quarterback anywhere from quarterback 14 to 18 which is start worthy especially up against the Chargers defense while they pay all this money for a great defense while their head coach is defensive minded head coach the defense sucks donkey cock so Jordan love me tender love me sweet should have a decent game again am I sitting here banging the drums for Jordan love fuck no baby but if you're in a real pickle here then you can go ahead and start him. We haven't really seen that huge game from Love since week three. Next up, we move to game number five here, the Las Vegas Raiders at the my... Oh, I didn't do it right. The Las Vegas Raiders at the Miami Dolphins in the Miami Gardens. The Dolphins officially now on HBO. I think the new episode of Hard Knocks drops every single Tuesday. And the advertisement got me a little bit fired up as Dolphins fan because it said the show was taking it as far as we can go. So if we can get to the Super Bowl, and I'm not saying we're going to get to the Super Bowl, but if we could get to the Super Bowl, we would get to see that shit behind the scenes. And if we were to somehow win by the graces of the gods, it would be awesome. Now, obviously, do I think the Dolphins are guaranteed to win the Super Bowl? Of course not. But as a Dolphins fan, the kid in me would want nothing more than that. The adult in me, pause, the 24-year-old Nick would love that. He would love that. So let's hope that that's what happened. Obviously, if you're not a fan of the Dolphins, you can hope for something else. That's okay as well. So Tua Tungavailoa looked pretty eh against the Chiefs in Germany. But we all know how things go for Tua. This dude absolutely eviscerates. He decapitates bad defenses. And this is exactly what he will do on Sunday. A lot of people make fun of Tua. Oh my god, the Dolphins can't beat teams over 500. Raiders, I think, are even. They're 500. 
this should be a game where Tua just torches a bad defense. And at home, the Dolphins offense typically is humming at a higher degree. Why is that? Because it's much easier to get the signals in, all of the motions, at home. There's not as many penalties because the crowd is with the Dolphins. Whereas away, the crowd is loud as fuck when the Dolphins offense is on the field because the defense is trying to limit that, or the opponent's crowd is trying to limit what the Dolphins can do. So he should e he could easily be the quarterback one on the week. Again, I get, oh, two has been not the best recently. Don't panic again against bad defenses. This motherfucker always balls out. Aiden O'Connell of the Raiders. Now, O'Connell is much more fun to watch than Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy Pornstar, Jimmy G-Spot. With that said, though, the Dolphins' defense also appears to be kind of rejuvenated. That Vic Fangio defense was working really well against the Patriots. It worked really well against the Chiefs. And maybe Jalen Ramsey was kind of that infinity stone, the final infinity stone that Vic Fangio needed to fully unlock the defense. So I don't really want anything to do with Aiden O'Connell. Next up, we got the New York Football Giants at the Washington Commanders. The Italian stallion Tommy DeVito is a sit. Now, you have probably heard every single joke in the book about Tommy DeVito, Italians, dudes from New Jersey, right? So I'm not here to just regurgitate that bullshit, dance on his grave, right? So I'm not going to do that. I actually have something nice to say about Tommy DeVito. He isn't as bad as people think he is. Now, is he great? No. Is he good? No. Is he average? No. But in fantasy, he might actually finish, to me, as a top 20 quarterback this week due to his garbage time statistics up against a shitty commander's defense after the trade deadline trades that they made, right? I would never actually have the cojones, the balls like Stan Marsh to start them, right? I'm not bouncing around on my balls. But, you know, I think there is a way that he does it. Again, everyone's analysis on Tommy DeVito is just going to be this guy sucks, right? And again, he's not good. But we saw the garbage time upside against the Cowboys. He might just mess around and do the same thing against the Commanders. Sam Howell has been one of, if not the biggest surprise at the quarterback position this year to many people. Now, I was kind of on the Sam Howell bandwagon. I was kind of the conductor of the Sam Howell Express choo-choo. But I won't claim to think that I thought that he would be this good. Now, I thought he would be all right, and maybe he's like this late-round quarterback that has upside in solid matchups, but this guy's been good even in tougher matchups. He is the quarterback three right now on the season and has been basically a top 12 quarterback every single week outside of four games, and two of those games where he was outside the top 12, he was the quarterback 13 and 14. Now, I la 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 love this spot against the Giants. But I will note that last time out against the Giants was one of the down games for Howell where he was just the quarterback number 23. But I feel like when you actually try to analyze what was going on back then, that was a Giants team with at least an ounce of hope, right? That was a Giants team where... Tommy DeVito wasn't the starting quarterback, right? Where shit hadn't completely hit the fan yet. This is a Giants team that is decimated to the core, right? This is a Giants team that is dead in the water. So while I think the Giants might keep this close because it's a division rivalry game and maybe this does end up being more low scoring, at the end of the day... This team just got absolutely butt-fucked by the Cowboys. I'm not saying the Cowboys and the Commander's offense 
are comparable, but I think Sam Howell should be able to do his thing yet again up against the Giants, and I got him ranked as a top 12 quarterback. Next up, we got the Dallas Cowboys, who we just mentioned, going up against the Carolina Panthers in Carolina, but before we break this game down at the quarterback position, as well as the rest of the games, all the way up until Monday Night Football, I would like to give you guys a quick word for our friends and our sponsor over at Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is the best place to play NFL Pick'em in the whole entire universe, and Underdog has a great offer for you guys today that we'll be talking about in just a couple of seconds, but first, I want to explain how Underdog's Pick'em game works. Now, I am recording today's video after Monday Night Football. It's early Tuesday morning. It's like 1 a.m., so not all of the pick'em picks are out yet. But for right now, we got the Bengals versus the Ravens in Baltimore on Thursday Night Football. For this game, we're going to have to go ahead and pick a minimum of two players from at least two different teams. So we're going to go with one player from the Bengals, one from the Ravens. We're going to go with Joe Burrow, higher than half an interception, and we're going to go with Lamar Jackson, higher than half an interception. I think the defenses are going to get at least one pick each in this game, and I think that is how this game is going to play out. It's going to be a close, gritty game, between two AFC North rivalry teams. So if both of those picks hit, if Joe Burrow and Lamar both throw an interception, then we'll get three times our entry fee. If you do three picks, it is six times, four picks is 10 times, and five picks is 20 times your entry fee. Now, if you're new to Underdog Fantasy and live in one of these states on your screen right now, if you use promo code NOTORIOUS or click on the link in the video description, you will receive a first match deposit bonus of up to $100. If you deposit $100, they give an additional $100, 50 additional 50, 25 additional 25. The minimum deposit on our dog fantasy is $10. If you have a gambling problem, please make sure that you call 1-800-GAMBLER. Back on into things here, Mr. Dakota Prescott has been smacking the NFL around like a red-headed stepchild as of recently. Four straight games inside of the top three, and two of those games, he has been the quarterback number one, which did not look at all like what we saw to Dak early on in the season. It's like the reverse of Jordan Love. Jordan Love came out on fire. Dak Prescott came out on ice, right? And then recently, he's really stepped things up. One of those huge games as the quarterback one came last week up against the Giants with over 400 passing yards with five touchdowns and one interception. I fully expect this man to go balls deep into the metaphorical ass of the Carolina Panthers here. But my only worry here is that this game may get out of hand and they will stop passing the ball. But that was also my worry last week, and that wasn't the case. So I wouldn't worry too much, too much. Ooh. Uh, for a sit, we're sitting Bryce Young. Now, people continue to really take a dump on Bryce Young, Cleveland Steamer style, weekly due to him not being as good as CJ Stroud. And I get it. Maybe some Panthers fans are frustrated. But I don't really think we should judge Young too harshly for his NFL career, right? It's been, you know, one year. Hasn't even been a full year yet. And we all remember how off Trevor Lawrence looked in his rookie year. Even with that said, I would not panic at all if I had Young in Dynasty or if I was a Panthers fan. I don't think you can start him in fantasy against one of the best defenses in the NFL this week, but it's not like the guy's completely fucking washed or something. Next up, we got the Atlanta Titans at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, Trevor Lawrence, I am not even kidding. When I see, or when I say, I see, I do declare that Trevor 
Lawrence literally looked like Sam Darnold when he was seeing ghosts against the Patriots in prime time all those years ago. That's what Lawrence looked like last week. The motherfucker had zero touchdowns with two interceptions for a grand total of drumroll, please. Four fantasy points. Lawrence has honestly been pretty bad this season and definitely did not live up to my expectations at all. I think he bounces back this week up against a bottom tier Tennessee Titans defense, but I can't even puff out my chest and say that, right? I can't pull a Johnny Bravo here, right? I can say it, but I'm not going to sit here and like lie straight to you guys and be like, yeah, I'm uber confident in that. To me, he's a fringe start, even up against one of the worst pass defenses in the National Football League. Will Levis, after he popped his NFL cherry with four touchdowns and zero picks in week eight versus the Falcons, everything has been very downhill. Now, just like Bryce Young, right? I'm not going to just dump all over this guy especially young I mean especially Levis like the guys played three games in the NFL but even up against a pretty eh Jags defense I have to sit down Levis until I see more of him so to recap here Lawrence is like a fringe start Levis clear sit next up we got the Arizona Cardinals at the Houston Texans Kyler Murray in his first game back after suffering a pretty brutal injury last season he looked like he never left he looked as fresh as we normally see Kyler Murray he had almost 250 passing yards with 33 rushing yards and on one of his biggest rushes the man ran like 69 very nice I like yards to get like 15 yards. It was truly impressive if anyone watched that game. He was like he was playing fucking Tecmo Bowl. He was as like Bo Jackson. He was running left, running right, just fucking doing like circles. And I made this joke all of last year, but we haven't been able to make it this year. Kyler Murray runs like a little kid who has stolen your phone. Have you ever like been with like your, your little cousin? And he like takes your phone and he runs like this? You know, he's like running away. Like a little kid, you know, that's how Kyler runs. And it's funny because he's short, right? Ha <laughs> ha. But in reality, he does actually run like that. Now, Kyler had one touchdown with one INT last week as the quarterback 13. The Texans defense is a little bit better than people give him credit for. But Kyler should still finish anywhere from quarterback 10 to 14, which is obviously start worthy. And I would definitely feel a lot more confident in Kyler compared to Trevor Lawrence. Now, CJ Stroud has put up back-to-back straight-up masterclass performance and is at this point in the season a stone cold lock to win rookie of the year now I doubt that he wins MVP I know a lot of people are talking about oh maybe CJ Stroud wins the MVP I think it'll probably end up being like Mahomes even though Mahomes hasn't played that good like it might just end up being Mahomes Hurts maybe Lamar maybe Tua I don't think CJ Stroud's gonna win it in his rookie year but if he keeps playing like this Anything is possible, baby. Last week in Cincy, he had 23 completions on 39 attempts for over 350 yards and two touchdowns with an interception. The Cardinals are an absolute dog shit defense, so I expect Stroud to finish at the very least as a top eight quarterback this week. Next up, we move to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the San Francisco 49ers. Now, when we talked about Trevor Lawrence, I didn't really talk too much about the game as a whole against the 49ers. That game was a straight-up disaster. Both of those teams came out of the bye. The 49ers looked brand new, like Kyler Murray, right? Looked like he never left. He was like, oh, look at the 49ers. This is the 49ers that we're used to. And the Jaguars looked like the Jaguars that you were used to from when you were younger, right? When the Jaguars sucked donkey cock. 
And it was like almost hilarious because one team looked so ready out of the bye and the other team was just completely limp dick. And, you know, the Jags didn't have any Viagra there because things were going very, 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 very wrong. Brock Purdy, Big Cock Brock, looked officially back last week. 19 of 26 for 296 yards and three touchdowns with zero INTs. Solid matchup here, and with Debo Samuel back, I expect another, at minimum, top 10 performance. Now, when it comes to Baker Mayfield, I love Baker Mayfield more than Charlie Sheen loves winning. That's such an old joke. People are going to hate that one, but are you bipolar? Because I'm bi-winning. That was hilarious when I was like 11 or 12. Baker has been on a tear recently, right? This man has had four straight games inside of the top 12 at the quarterback position. With that said... This matchup is where things go to kind of crash and burn. Now, I know Baker. I know he could bounce back after this. But against the 49ers defense, that looked like a bat out of hell last week. You better believe Baker's going to be on the struggle bus here. The 49ers had Trevor Lawrence looking like Jamarcus Russell. So even though I love Baker, I expect him to fall to a similar fate. Next up, we got the new. Jumbo Jets at the no one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Now, Josh Allen looked like Nathan Peterman on Monday Night Football against the Denver Broncos with 15 completions on 26 attempts for under 200 yards, 177 yards, and two touchdowns with two INTs. Now, the team fired offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey, and now they're going to use former LSU coach Joe Brady. You know, the guy that helped out Mr. Joe Joe Shiesty win that national championship as their offensive coordinator. He was already a part of the Bills organization. And I'm sure that firing Ken Dorsey will completely stop Josh Allen from being a turnover machine as he has thrown one or more interception in six straight games. And the man doesn't even know how to hand the football over correctly. Like, you know, James Cook. Oh my God, James Cook is full. He's going to fumble the ball all the time. Fucking Josh Allen couldn't even handle the ball. What the fuck, man? And look, I was rooting on the Bills' downfall, right? I was rooting against the Bills. But, like, at some point, it's like, Josh, man, what are you doing? What are you doing? The Madden curse got this guy good. Last time out against the Jets, he was the quarterback 20. He was seeing ghosts. One touchdown to three interceptions. The game where Aaron Rodgers goes down with an Achilles, Josh Allen couldn't take the game over. Josh Allen looked like Zach Wilson out there. It was really hard to watch. And I don't even have much confidence in Allen this week. But if you drafted him highly, which you did, or you traded for him with some decent pieces, which you would have had to done to get Josh Allen, I'm going to start him this week. My confidence is at an all-time low, 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 like the John Bellion song. But hey, maybe firing Ken Dorsey will light a fire under the offense's ass. I doubt it, but maybe. Zach Wilson, even with the Bills' defense severely injured, they have actually looked decent last couple of games and especially up against the Broncos they were really making Russell Wilson struggle and a lot of the time putting him on his ass and then the offense of the Bills just couldn't do anything regardless of the matchup though I don't give a fuck if Zach Wilson's going against the 85 Bears or if he's going up against 11 clones of me because I don't think he would be able to do it he's just not good he's unstartable this team legit can't score a touchdown Right? We make fun of Josh Allen, but this the Jets can't score. 
Now, the Jets might win this game. They might get two pick sixes. They might get a punt return touchdown. They might have Zach throw one touchdown here, you know, break the seal. But, man, Zach hasn't scored on the field. He's probably scoring off the field. He's the MILF hunter, after all, since week eight. Since week eight, it's week fucking 11. Figure it out, buddy. Nathaniel Hackett, you stooge fuck. Man, if Aaron Rodgers wasn't there, Nathaniel Hackett would be sent to ask a man already. Next up, we move to the Seattle Seahawks at the Los Angeles Rams. Now, I know there's going to be some people in the comment section. Nick, last week, uh, Geno had a great matchup. And uh, uh, Nick, 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 you told me that Geno Smith wasn't going to be good. You, you told me not to believe in him. And oh, Geno finally showed up for his first game since week two in Detroit. And he was really good against the Commanders, Nick. You should have seen it coming. The Commanders defense is bad. And I agree, the Commanders defense is bad. And I said it was possible. But even with that said, look, he went 31 of 47 for 369 yards, one rush for 13 yards, two touchdowns. For a majority of the season, Geno Smith looked nothing like he looked last season. He looked like the old Geno Smith that we were used to. The guy that was looked at as just a career backup. And hey, I'll give him his credit. I'll give him the credit where it's due. The matchup was super easy. Cupcake matchup. Congrats, Gino. Congratulations. But I want to see him do it again. Do it against the Rams, right? The Rams defense isn't amazing. Let's do it again. But until he does it again, I can't hop back on the Gino bandwagon. Now he is close to being a start, right? If Justin Fields wasn't playing, then Gino Smith would have been a start, right? Because you're not starting Tyson Bajent. So I wouldn't really argue with you if you wanted to say he was a start, but again, I just don't trust him as of right now. Matthew Stafford is expected to play on Sunday after missing week... So you're sitting, you know, uh, he missed week nine with a thumb on by last week. Even if Stafford is able to stay in the whole game and we don't get to watch the legendary Carson Wentz take over as the starting quarterback, Stafford is yet to be a top 12 quarterback all season. And even with Cup, even with Puka looking as good as he has, and even with the run game being successful, he just hasn't done it. And with the Seahawks' ability to kind of shut down some of this passing attack, to me, he's just a clear sit. And, you know, I, I think we're just kind of over the hump a little bit with Matthew Stafford. I don't think he's washed or something, but he's just not a guy you want to be playing in fantasy. Next up, we move to, Because you waited all day for Sunday night, the Minnesota Vikings at the Denver Broncos in mile high. Now, you told me when Kirk Cousins got hurt, if you told me, Nick, you are going to have to watch Jaron Hall and the Vikings go up against the Denver Broncos, I would have said, there is no way I'm watching that. I'm just going to catch some Zs on Sunday night. Now, obviously, I watch every game. I will watch the Patriots versus the Colts. I will watch, like, the bottom of the barrel games because I realize that a couple of months from now, there will be no football. And a couple of months from now, I am going to be chomping at the bit to see even the worst game. But this game actually is going to be kind of fun. Mr. Unlimited versus the astronaut, the pastornaut, as they're calling him, Joshua Dobbs. Dobbs has been on Dobbs has been on a warpath. Dobby, uh, even ever since he showed up in Minnesota with two straight weeks as a top five quarterback. I know the Broncos defense has looked better, but I still feel like Dobbs is a reliable start this week. He has yet to throw an interception as a Minnesota Viking. Now, obviously, that's going to change eventually. And typically, you can get at least 30 rushing yards, which is a nice bonus and sometimes even rushes in a touchdown. If Jefferson is able to play here, that would make me like Mr. Dobby, Joshua Dobbs, even more. Russell Wilson legitimately looks good. 
Now, again, I don't want to jump the horse here and tell you, Russell Wilson's back, baby, right? He doesn't look all the way back, but he looks so much better than he did last season, right? Now, he hasn't been putting up crazy stats, but he stopped turning the ball over, and he has already, I believe, thrown more touchdowns than he threw all of last season. Again, is he like prime Russell Wilson? Of course not, but he's not that shell of himself that he looked like last season. Season And while he's not turning the ball over, it also seems like he's got a lot of his pocket presence back. Now, he did take a very bad sack in that game at the end, but, you know, they were, I think they were rushing seven there, and, you know, he just, he just was not ready at all. He, he got leveled there, and what was really showing, it's like, ooh, this is the old Russ, was that shuffle pass to the running back. I think it was to Samaje Piran, where he's like, whoop, little shovel pass action here. That was some vintage Russell Wilson. Russ is a fringe start for me due to the matchup. Like, the Vikings defense has started to percolate a little bit more. Should be fine, you know, in this game. I don't think he's going to ruin your week. But if you wanted to argue, Nick, I'd rather start Geno Smith. Like, I wouldn't tell you you're that crazy for that. Final game here, Monday Night Football Super Bowl rematch. The Philadelphia Eagles at the Kansas City Chiefs. Should be a fun one. Now, on paper... This isn't the best matchup ever for Jalen Hurts because the Chiefs defense has certainly kind of awoken a different type of beast this season. But with how Hurts has been playing, with the upside of this game being a old Western fucking shootout here, Hurts is, of course, a must-start quarterback. He has been a top-five quarterback in five straight weeks and hasn't fallen outside the top ten quarterbacks since week one. I think that Hurts will be more healthy coming into this week out of the bye week now Is he going to be 100%? Of course not. But more healthy than he was prior to the bye. Regardless, he is a clear must start. Patrick Mahomes hasn't looked great dating back to his game in week eight against the Broncos where he was a little bit under the weather and he didn't perform right. The flu game didn't work out Michael Jordan style and he didn't play that great against the Dolphins either. With that said, coming out the bye week, I expect this whole offense to really step things up. This is kind of like a playoff game. Now, something that I don't think a lot of people really understand is that the Chiefs during the regular season are almost just fucking around. Now, I get they want to win, but they're not pulling out all the stops, right? You remember last year against the Raiders when they did that thing where they like their their team like did like a spinning circle, nightmare, 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 and they were just running around in a circle and then they just threw a touchdown, I, I think, guys, from what I remember. Like, they don't give a fuck about the regular season. Now, this game, they'll care about. They'll try and win, right? They'll go out there and win, maybe. But, like, once it comes to the playoffs, like, Mahomes, like, I was shitting all over Mahomes last week, like, or prior to the bye week, because as a Dolphins fan, I wanted the Dolphins to win. The Chiefs just don't, like, they're they're going to look way different in the playoffs than they look now. I think they're going to step things up, though. Against the Eagles secondary, which has been pretty mid, I, I truly expect at least a top three performance out of Sir Patrick Mahomes this week. So, that just about does it here. If you guys are new to the channel and you did not enjoying, make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. It's the easiest smash you will ever have. And if you are new to the channel or not, make sure you guys leave a like on today's video. It helped me out a ton. Check out one of the videos on your screen right now if you haven't seen them already. I love you guys all so much. I hope you have a great rest of your guys' day. We'll be back later with the tight end start or sit decisions. Love you guys all. Have a great one. As always, good boy.